Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Don. The most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. You should be your competition's huge problem. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, the most explosive, unbelievably gargantuan, powerful, booming podcast of all time, speaking of which. I have the most booming, unbelievable co-host, Mr. Everett Farnell. I'm just not going to say anything for a second. I'm going to let the listeners <laughs> go on about how I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm sitting about. here going like, they, did uh, I lose him? Did I, did I cut the thing off? Did I... <laughs> What's going on, Everett? You're supposed to talk. When are you going to talk? When are you going to say something? Wow, you're totally unfit to be a podcast host. You're not even saying anything. You're totally unhinged. You know, you said you were going to say something, and now you're not saying anything. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. That's Once it. Again. We need to impeach you as the co-host. Yes, go for it. You're totally impeach unfit. Me. You're unhinged. But only if, you can find, only if you can find the porn star I slept with 12 years ago. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the porn star, the Playboy Bunny, or the Miss America, or what's going on? <laughs> you know, I love I love trolling the complete anti-Trump, and and I got to be honest with you, I'm I'm really disappointed. I was I had high hopes. There are some things that are going good, but I'm really overall. There's a few really major things that have disappointed me greatly. But that said, I love trolling the people who are the perpetual anti-Trumpers. Well, of course, and, that's uh, just too easy to get them going, and and we've uh, talked about it before here on episodes. That that's what Trump. The Trump just gets them going. Just says, you know, let's just say something outrageous here and get all the anti-Trumpers to get their panties in a bunch while I go off. And get some stuff done and they're concentrating on porn stars and whatever and meanwhile i'm doing all kinds of things like bombing the crap out of a foreign dictator and that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about today is a week ago if you remember that like syrian gas bombing whatever this that oh it's so heinous and offensive as if hasn't this guy killed like hundreds thousands of his own people like so now suddenly we're horrified at the way he killed them but anyway <laughs> So now it matters so much that the way he kills people that Trump goes right away, oh, you'll see within 20 to 40, 24 to 48 hours, we're going to retaliate, and hell is going to rain down. Well, 24 hours goes by, that was Sunday, then Monday goes by, and now the anti-Trumpers come out like crazy. Hey, he said 24 to 40 hours, is he not going to do anything? Is he lying again? Is he unorganized? Is he unfit? Can he not get anything done? Yeah. Is he not listening to his advisors? Are they telling him not to this, that, what's going on? And every day there's press conferences and 24 hours of multiple all-news cable channels they got to fill up with anti-Trumperism and all the unhinged and he can't do anything. And he's biting his tongue because he knows that just what happened last night, he knows. And I'm thinking because, as we now see, that it involved three countries. You got France and England. So the last time, a year ago, when he did it, he just said, let's send a ship over there, one ship, 
empty out the missiles they have, just aim them at an airport, and take off and we're done. This time it was like, let's do something really involved. Let's hit multiple targets with multiple from planes. Let's send in the bombers. Let's have the warships sending them in from the ocean. And let's get France involved in England. And I'm just guessing, Everett. Obviously, I'm not some Washingtonian war hawk insider, but I'm guessing they were also talking to Israel, Saudi Arabia, you name it, some other countries. And then they got to talk to, oh, we're going to go out of Cyprus, but we're going to fly over Turkey airspace. And it's a whole big coordinated thing they got to do now. And at least I know from business, anytime you're doing something on your own, sure. But if you want to involve multiple businesses, well, now you got to go back and forth. And, okay, is this the final plan? Oh, one person didn't okay it. They want to do more, but that wasn't wants to do less. This is taking days. And meanwhile, Trump has to bite his tongue while the anti-Trumpers are sitting there going, well, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? Because Trump knows, and he's told everybody, and we've talked about it on here, you don't telegraph what you're going to do. So he even comes exactly. out and says, you know, and even like Russia's come and go, well, you better not kill any of us, because then, you know, you're going to escalate. And now it's like, oh, see, maybe he's not going to do anything, because it would escalate, because it's Russia. So now, oh, it's unconstitutional. He can't do it. He has to go to Congress. Oh, hoo-ha. And all the war hawks, the McCains and Lindsey Grahams that never met a, you know, they probably want to wake up in the morning and nuke flies that are flying around. I mean, they never met anything anything they don't want to escalate so oh now it's even the republicans don't like trump i love when people say that as if party matters to trump but all the crap is going on and all the uncertainty and everything and trump just has to bite his tongue because he doesn't want to come out and say look we're doing this on friday night at x time and this is what's happening He's not going to say it so he lets everything swirl he lets all the uncertainty bubble because trump knows that's how you create excitement you let everyone be all uncertain about everything Right, and he has been a master of, what's the word when you, when you distract somebody? There's a professional word in the magician world where you distract somebody by, by getting them to look, uh, uh, look at one thing while you're... Oh, while well, you're you could just say sleight of hand. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, he's been a master of that. So he gets people all talking about one thing, and then he goes and does whatever he wants to do, and nobody notices. So what are the re- just like you said, what are the reasons it took so long? Well, because he was coordinating, because he had things going on. He probably, I mean, if, if he followed the model that he did the first time, he let Russia know where he was bombing so that they could get their soldiers out of there so that there wasn't a, you know what I mean? So Yeah, I saw yeah. that on the news. Like yeah. a few days ago, it was like, oh, look, here's a, here's a satellite photo of where all the Russian ships were in port and now they're all gone because yeah, so, something so, came out of hey move your stuff so you don't complain that we bombed you we're really just bombing the whatever I mean it's still coming out of what they did but they're hitting all the chemical warfare they, uh, where they produce they the stuff or whatever very very specific site it was very uh, surgical the thing so they needed to pick the sites carefully so it could be a good surgical site. right but as of a few days ago that was all up it was like are they gonna bomb Assad's palace are they gonna hit this are they gonna hit all the air are they gonna well, take well, out his whole air force you know nobody knew what and Trump bit his tongue and said yeah we're talking right. about all that but you know what media it's none of your damn business until afterwards because this is and national security this is war you don't telegraph this stuff it's like a damn. football coach I mean a football coach comes out and they I love how they always interview the coach at halftime and they go hey coach first half you know you're down by seven what are your plans for the second half to score more than seven more than the other team okay thanks for talking to us gotta go that coach is not gonna say 
oh, well, in the first play, we're going to run to the left, and on the second play, we're going to throw a 15-yard out pattern to our wide receiver. Like, no, I'm not telling you nothing. i got to right. come up with some mumbo-jumbo general stuff like, well, you know, it was tough, but we're going to sock it to him this quarter. Okay, thanks, got to go. When the going gets tough, we're going to get going. You know, They know all these fake platitudes and whatever, and that's how the game is played. And Trump, of course, big sports fan, he knows that's what he's doing. But you see this in business. That's the lesson learned from Donald Trump is to take this into your business. You see it happen all the time. First of all, Trump owned casinos, right? Casinos do this. That's why people play the lottery. That's why people play the slot machines or even the deck of card games because you don't know what's next. And that causes all this kind of endorphins rush in the body. I'm not a scientist, but it causes all this excitement. And if you knew that what's happening one after the other after the other, it's not as exciting. People don't want to go to the casino. They go to the casino for that rush. And then they do all kinds of irrational things like staying longer and going to the cash machine and losing all their money because of the uncertainty factor create causes all this craziness in people. It's the core of gambling addiction is sometimes reward, the intermittent reward. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, that that is exactly what it is. If you get rewarded every time, then you don't get addicted to something. And well, and it's not only if you get a rewarded, but it's not even the same level of reward. So it's like, oh, you right. know, it's a scratch-off. What am I going to get? Oh, I won a dollar. Good, give me another ticket. Oh, I won five dollars. Give me five more tickets. What am I going to win? Oh, I won nothing. But people want to keep playing because, like you said, that intermittent reward. Well, it's the same thing, this mm -hmm. uncertainty or this curiosity when you see in the entertainment industry. The movies are great at this when they're launching the sequel to something and they're just like coming soon. I remember this back in my door-to-door -door sales days. I was walking door-to-door, -door and the Jurassic Park was going to come out. And it was 1990, you know, whatever, 94 or whatever. And there were billboards that just had, like, the head of a dinosaur on it. That's it. Nothing else. I just remember walking past these billboards all over the place, dinosaurs. I'm like, what the heck? And then, like, a week later, it would say, coming soon. And it was like, what do you mean? Dinosaurs are coming soon. And everyone was all up buzz. Well, when finally they started getting more and more specific about it, and finally the movie came out, boom! Funny to use a word while we're talking about bombing <laughs> Syria, but like, they had a massive, okay, now everyone's all excited, and it wouldn't have been the same if the first billboard would have said, on June, you know, back in March, on June 12th, a movie called Jurassic Park is coming out. Yeah, whatever. There's actually an incredible book about doing exactly this, and I'm wondering if I should give it away on the basic podcast or if we should hold that for the people who go and get it. Yeah, let's say that, tip. well, because we already got our advanced tip, and we'll throw that in there also in the advanced tip. Right. But in your business, so this has to do with, in your business, what? how does this pertain? Well, of course, anytime you're releasing a new product or a new service, you can use this in your marketing and your advertising to let people know in your newsletter and, and in any of your ads, hey, coming soon, coming soon, create some buzz. But you can also use it internally with your employees. Anytime you know that something exciting you're about to do, don't let them know exactly what it is and when it is. First, just say, hey, something exciting is going to happen, and I'm going to announce it at the employee meeting next whatever a week from now. And the whole buzz is like, what's he going to announce? What's he going to announce? What's going on? Hoo-ha, we don't know. That keeps everyone excited. And then you announce, you have the meeting, and, and then you say, we're going to be expanding, or we're getting get new trucks and new tools for everybody, or we're going to be doing this, or we're going to, but you don't say when, and you don't say exactly what, and now you get more buzz going. Trump did this on The Apprentice Show. That was the mastery of The Apprentice Show, was 
Who's going to get fired this week? I got to tune in. Is Gary Busey finally going to get fired? Is Amoroso finally going to get fired? He would keep these people around. You knew they're completely, they can't possibly win, and they're disrupting, and everyone's hating them and whatever, but I'm like, don't you understand? That's why Trump's keeping her, and that's, that's why, why he keeps, keeps bringing Amorosa back every two seasons. He's got to bring her back because everyone's got to tune in because they hate her. Is she going to get fired this week? Ooh, ah, we don't know, and then all the cliffhanging of the whole boardroom whole thing, and Trump knew what he was doing, and he, ma- he did that as a master. Well, now he's just doing the same thing in the White House, which has, of course, all the anti-Trumpers going into complete fits of rage and derangement of, this no, is the no, reality no. show, this is the United States of America, how unpresidential, he's running the country like it's a reality show. Yep, he is. Is it not entertaining, Everett, or what? <laughs> it's amazing. You know, listen, you just gave a huge, a very big example about doing promos and getting your employees excited. Now, I would like to give a micro example of how suspense really can grab attention, and it's called... Oh, I love the it. pregnant pause. <laughs> is, <laughs> you got me. <laughs> and what uh, uh, it, it is, if you add that to your sales presentation, and you add that if you are doing videos, if you are doing sales presentations. Oh, yeah, very much in the sales presentation. Pause. When you are, are running the numbers to give them the quote, mm-hmm. you know what the number is, but you're sitting there scratching things out and banging numbers onto a calculator and scratching yes. some more and erasing something, cross it out, and you're muttering to yourself, shaking your head going, no, it can't be that low. Wait a minute, let me do it again. And you're not letting forth. Now, by the way, I talked to, I once uh, talked for about an hour. I was speaking an event with the founder of Priceline.com. Okay. And so I don't know if you remember this back then, but at the beginning of Priceline.com, and I think they still do it today, although I haven't gone there in a while, one of the key things was when you put in where you're going, you put in your bid or whatever, a spinner comes up, mm-hmm. like a, a spinning hourglass or whatever, like, oh, we're, we're finding your deals. He's like, don't be ridiculous. The computer found a bazillion of those deals in point one of a millisecond. Right. But he was using what we're talking about here. He was like, that thing spins for like three, four, five seconds. All the anticipation is incredible. You're like, oh, what deal am I going to get? Oh, it's searching. It's working for me. It's looking all over the place. It's not a human being. It's not you or me. It's not doesn't a computer. A computer doesn't search for a few seconds like we do. It instantly found everything. But he's like, no, but when when I put that in, that psychologically added to the excitement of the person believing, are they going to accept my offer now? Am I going to be able to get to go on this trip? Oh, I'm all excited. And it raised the excitement and it made people want to come back. Like you talked about, we talked about with the casinos, it made them want to come back and put in another price and try for another trip and then get that spinning hourglass again and say, oh, we're working on it. We're finding your deals. We're trying. That was the exciting stuff. He's like, if we just instantly said, here it is, they'd be like, ah, yeah, that's not a good price. And they wouldn't be excited to come to the site. Exactly. And that's how it works, folks. So we're not saying whether you have to run a multi-million dollar airline travel site or be the president of the United States or run a reality TV show. No matter what your business is, find a way to use the concepts of delayed gratification, keeping your mouth shut while you announce there's some good news coming, but you don't tell people yet. And then look what happened. Six days later, boom. In like one hour, Trump unleashes hell with your uh, age, whatever, uh, 
England and France and whatever, sure, we'll let you chime in there so you can feel good. But in reality, the U.S. unleashes hell on Syria, gets in, gets out, boom, message sent, and all the anti-Trumpers suddenly have nothing to say, but now they go to their all, well, that was unconstitutional. Or, actually, not to get off on too much of a tangent, but what I believe is, what the hell are we bombing Syria for anyway? But that would be a different topic for another day. That would be a different topic. I what agree. the hell are we? Oh, because you know, it's morally we're the leader of the world. Shut up! I mean, I hope stop being ridiculous. <laughs> but that's another topic for another day. Trump did what everyone thought Trump has to do, and that's what America does. And you know, we're not here to discuss ridiculous American interventionalism. But since that was what was generally accepted, Trump did it. We're discussing how Trump did it to create a ton more excitement. And all he had to do was bite his tongue where all the anti-Trumpers said all kinds of crap. And you know, he was like right there ready to tweet back at him and had to hold himself back and said, no, you'll see, you'll see, you'll see. If you can do that, if you can hold yourself back, create more anticipation, you'll create more excitement and you'll make more money. Well, interestingly enough, that's what she said. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> listen funny. to a listener. Make sure to go to the website and get the advanced tip. That's it. Go get it. Lessons learned from DonaldTrump.com. Get the advanced tip of the week. And as Everett said, we'll throw in the bonus advanced tip of the week for you, too. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the Internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump. Make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com and join us next time unless you like being a loser. Some people do. Trust me.